this or that 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 this hold up hold up hold up please don't tell me it's time for another past and present ranking episode you mother right it is and it starts now They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part With power returning this week, I thought it'd be nice to talk about these seven characters that I love or the greatest characters, at least in my eyes, that I've seen on the show thus far. What's up, it's your boy Enigma back with another past and present countdown episode, or ranking episode, I guess I should call it. I haven't done one of these ranking episodes in a while because I've been hella busy and stuff like that, but with power coming back on, I figured they have enough content where I can break down these seven best characters in my eyes. So, just to kind of give you a background on power, I didn't watch it when it first started. There was a lot of buzz when the show first hit the air and it came on stars and at the time stars only had one show that actually went to four or past three seasons and that was spartacus so ended up with four seasons there every other show that stars had they would pull the plug very quickly so like a show like camelot i was interested in camelot i actually thought it was better than game of thrones Got canceled after one season. Magic City, I was a fan of that show. Got canceled after two seasons. Boss, I was a fan of that show. Got canceled after two seasons. So, this is what stars did back in the day. So, I didn't know if this show would last. And when people were watching it during season one and season two, I didn't watch because I figured they'd probably pull the plug on there as well. So, when they announced that there was going to be a season three of Power... That's when I decided to actually sit down and start watching it. So I binged the first two seasons and then started watching it ever since. And it was an entertaining show. Now, is it a great show? Eh, I mean, you know, you can make the argument there were some seasons better than others. And then, of course, the spinoff series came and stuff like that. So, I mean... You know, it's a good entertaining show. It wasn't meant to be real. So, you know, I was coming off of shows like The Wire where it shows a more realistic drug dealing uh, setting and things like that. And so to come to that show to this show, it was kind of it was kind of a trip. I had to adjust my line of thinking like, oh, yeah, this wouldn't happen, you know, stuff like that. But it was entertaining. I mean, just like most shows towards the end, the original power started to um kind of dry up towards the end but that's what's expected on different shows like that so i decided to basically pick the seven best characters in my eyes and let me just give you what i'm going by so first of all this is not me going like a poll from people or anything like that this is just my opinion i chose seven yes that's just the amount of characters i wanted to choose that's just me Um, But I chose seven characters that I thought that were the ones that kept my attention on these shows. Like the ones that had great storylines, the ones that were um, good characters, they were fun characters, had actual story arcs and stuff like that. So it may not be a list that a lot of people agree with, but this is my list. Okay, so it is what it is. But I really wanted to talk about these characters in a little more detail and I give, you know, some information on 
why I think these characters are great and why they are the characters I love to watch. And again, I'm sure my list will not compare with anybody else's list out there. Um, also, while I'm talking about this, I'm not going by the names of the shows. It's basically going to be the original power, the Tyreek power, the Tommy power, and the Kanan power, okay? I don't have time for Force Books, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whatever they want to call the show. That's what I'm calling it throughout this review. And so, um, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in and talk about my first pick of a character that I think really signifies excellence on this show number seven all right coming in at number seven we have effie and yes i want to just point this out right now yes effie is an attractive young lady but i am well over her age i'm more of a mary j blige uh, tasha <laughs> type person but she is an attractive young female and that's not why she's on this list the reason why she's on this list is unlike a lot of the characters she's a loner and she's basically trying to get her way pay her way through school by hustling you know and so a lot of the things that she's doing she's doing on her own and I like that part of the character to be able to really, you know, I want this. I really want this education, so I'm going to do what I have to do to get it, even if it is a little hustle and this and that. She used her ways to manipulate Tyreek early on when they first met, but eventually she ends up falling in love with him. And he is the only person that she's opened up to really on the show. I know Kane is trying to slide into them draws too, but, you know, she still has a little power over him. He's a little, you know, flabbergasted trying to hook up with her. And if he knows anybody, he'd probably leave her alone because, you know, there's just this dark history that she has that really fuels her. And the one time that she showed any vulnerability was with Tyreek when they were dating. And the problem with it is that's really her gift and her curse because the loneliness, you know, it, it's a hard way to live life. And but she found it, you know, she found somebody that she actually cared for in Tyreek. And then the whole Lauren thing went down when she actually tried to kill Lauren because they knew she was a snitch. They were trying to kill her and Tyreek found out. And of course, he won't forgive her for that. And, you know, it really broke her heart. But she is just one of those characters that you're rooting for. And yes, she did betray Tyreek at the end. And that's because, again, she's about herself. She really is just trying to survive this. She wants to go to school. And it's kind of crazy because you're doing all this to go to school. But, you know, let's say you graduate. What kind of legacy are you going to live? Um, you know, leave rather. It, it's just one of those things. Is, I, I get why she started doing it. And now she's gotten into it big time. And now she's really into it big time. And, you know, I don't know if she's going to make it as when the series ends or what have you. You know, Tyreek's on the run right now. But it's all because of her. And she still has that connection to King. So that might come in a little bit down the line too. But she's a great character. And I like how she's evolved. You know, she went from manipulating. And there's very few characters on this show that has like a genuine story arc. Where they are basically from one place to another. And she is definitely the one that's, you know, started off small time. Started off, you know, doing what she needed to do. But manipulating Tyreek. But then when she 
ended up falling in love. This was a totally different type of person. You could see her personality change and everything. I mean, it was just great acting by the actress. And she is definitely worthy of this list because she is one of the people that I think is actually carrying the Tariq power. Number six. All right, next up, we have Jukebox. Now, Jukebox probably would have been higher on this list if the initial power would have done something with her. I mean, before in the original power, she came on there. Yes, she helped Kanan out, you know, recover. She helped Kanan with the whole plot of kidnapping Tariq and all that type of stuff. And then Kanan ends up shooting her and basically making her a forgettable character. Where she starts to shine is actually in the Kanan power, where we see the young jukebox trying to make it in the world. And I have never just been so interested in a character like that that was a throwaway character. Like in the original power, I wouldn't have given her two looks at it. But this power, the Kanan power, she is just, you know, you, you really get to see the background of these characters. And she becomes a sympathetic character. And we all know what's going to happen to her based off of the original power. And it's really sad. But you have this girl here who is basically battling with herself. You know, she's a great singer and she fell in love with the one girl. Um, you know, they were really close and the girl ends up dying because of some drugs that she had in her bag that she that the girl took which is kind of crazy to take any drugs out of anybody's bag if you want to be honest with you but you know and then of course that she's basically brought to the church by her mother and they abuse her trying to pray the gay out i guess i mean this girl's gone through a lot of stuff just her storyline is not even connected to the main storyline of the show but just seeing all the stuff that she's going through the heartbreak that she's going through and then to realize that she becomes this character that's just heartless and just corrupt by the time we see her in the original power you know a lot of stuff has happened since then you know the character that we see in the Kanan power of jukebox she is just basically you know she's young innocent yeah she does some dirt like everybody else and she has that little attitude and she had you know all that type of stuff but she had talent you know she could sing she actually had a way to do things that she could have had a better life but just i don't know if it's the hood took her in or what's going on but yeah the, the you know the difference with her father that she had the beef with after you know he basically was fussing about the girl that she loved i mean it was just so much and they got into it and got into a fight there was just so much and then her mother she finally comes back into her life and her mother wants to get the gay out of her and lets the church just basically manhandle her daughter which is just crazy in my opinion and then the connection that her and Kanan have and that's what I really want to see is where did that break down to the point where Kanan would actually shoot her because the Kanan so far in the Kanan power would never touch Jupe like that so I know he's a psychopath and all that that but they have a real close connection i mean she even came out in the original power basically nursed him back to health and so why would he basically turn his back on her like that it's just really going to boggle my mind and i really want to see that and i don't think we're going to actually get to see that in the actual series unfortunately but you know i, I do like the character and i think it's She's really one of the ones that I like to watch on the Kanan Power. Number five. 
Next up, we have everybody's little short dark skin girl, Tasha. And I'm making fun of her because she always had to wear heels or platforms or something to make her taller in the show anytime she was dealing with ghosts. It's like you're sitting at home lounging and chilling at the house and you're wearing heels. I mean, what woman does that? I don't know any woman that does that, that just sits there and wears heels in the house. You know, that's normally when they really quick kick their heels off because they feet sore but not Tasha she's always wearing those lift shoes those heels or something to make her taller in the episode but that's not why she's on this list she's on this list because she is the glue that keeps everything together at least at the beginning Tasha is the one that launders the money. Tasha is the one that makes sure that their lifestyle, that they can live out in the open like that, is covered legally. You know, she's the one that basically takes care of all the money. You know, Ghost and Tommy make the money. She basically launders it and makes sure everybody's safe. And the thing about her character that I really liked is, you know, life was good for them. There was no problems until Angela Valdez decides to show up and cause a problem. And that's when everything just kind of started to fall apart for her. She started to go and get some dingling herself since why not? I mean, I don't blame her at that point because Ghost was banging uh, Angela. So why not go find you something? She messed around with uh, 50's uh, son first and then Terry Silva. You know, she she she's doing her thing. And then she started to set up things for herself. And her character really broke down. Really, after Raina died, I think that was one of the great arcs there. And she started to realize that there's certain things that she didn't want in her life. And it's really funny because she really is a hypocrite because Ghost wanted to get out of the game and she didn't want to support that initially. But then towards the end, she wants a dude that's out the game. She wants Terry Silva and he's out the game and she's into him and then all that's going on. But really... You know, her after losing Raina, she was really a, just a totally different character. Like, she blames ghosts, really. And, you know, really, we all know who the problem is. It's Tyreek, who is the, the idiot who basically caused all this problem. But, you know, for Tasha to go to what she did and then go to great lengths to try to keep her son out of jail, some of which was stupid, too, because... She messed with that one guy towards the end that she didn't really have to. They could have just laid ghost death on Tommy and everything would have been fine. But she had to sit here and do all this extra stuff with that other dude at the end. Ends up going to jail. Um, but Tariq gets her out and all that type of stuff. We know what happens there. But without this character, you know, Ghost probably would have been in jail anyway because... She's the one that launders the money. She knows how to deal with all that. And then she became ruthless in her own. She has killed when need to, or at least attempted to kill on several occasions. Um, you know, she killed Keisha when she found out that she was a snitch. And she tried to kill Monet, but missed her shot, which was kind of very weird because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she can handle a Uzi that was pointing out that car like that. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on with Tasha, but she's a very interesting character. One who's basically, you know, she's justified in a lot of things that she did. I mean, Ghost really did mistreat her. You know, she, they were having a fine marriage until Angela comes on. Then her daughter gets killed, and then she's kind of losing her mind with that, and then everything that Tyreek's going to. So 
she's really the glue that kind of held the series together as far as the original power and the Tariq power as well because the motivation is him trying to get her out of jail initially and then once she's out making sure that she's safe from everything but she's definitely one of the greatest characters on power and I really enjoy watching her and her little self on screen number four next up we have ghosts now ghosts <laughs> you know the only problem i really have with ghost character is i really wondered did he need glasses because angela or tasha i mean i'm taking tasha a hundred times <laughs> there was like i understand i'm not saying angela is a hideous looking woman but there's tasha i mean good lord i didn't re it was funny because i had watched um what is the, the Notorious Big movie? And I forgot that she was actually Lil' Kim in that movie. That is a bad chick. There is no reason in hell I would cheat on that for Angela Valdez. And Angela's not a, you know, ugly chick per se. But she does not hold a candle to Tasha. That's one. And then two, Angela is with law enforcement and you are a criminal. This was not going to work out. This was destined to fail. But the reason he's on this list is because Ghost is that guy who lived the Stringer Bell from the Wired Dream. You know, Stringer Bell always wanted to, you know, he was in the drug game and all that, but he was more about the business life and really just kind of living that money out in the open. And he was living that life. He was trying to run his club. He was trying to do all that. He actually tried to get out at one time. Probably a lot to do with the influence of Angela. But at the same time, he was smart and calculating with it. Now, he's ruthless as well. Don't get me wrong. He will kill, you know, without question whenever he needs to. And I also think that him and Tommy were in the Army and the Special Forces the way they actually went out there and killed some of these people. And I know they were not in the Special Forces. But his intellect is what keeps him going. He's one of the characters that's the main characters that's really driving the force behind it so when he was killed and basically falling to the ground for like a season and a half or whatever it was I don't know I just felt a little bad about it because I mean to me I already knew that Tyreek was the one that pulled the trigger it was very obvious in my opinion but you know he was the only one that would have been able to get close to Ghost to be able to do that because Dre and the other ones wouldn't have gotten anywhere close to the man because he was so cautious he was so good and yeah he made some mistakes throughout the uh show but i enjoyed the way that he evolved during all that you know him and angela's love story the whole love triangle with him angela and tasha i mean in his eyes he's reliving something about a person that he fell in love with years earlier you know she's changed she's not the same woman or girl that you knew back way back when because she's actually law enforcement she's a different type of person and that may be one of the stories that i really didn't care too much about was the fact that he would just be that sloppy you know because he's very a good calculated guy he's strategic and for him to really just lose his mind is probably what made the story work too even though i didn't care for it it's probably what made it work because it caused him to make mistakes that he probably wouldn't have normally made and sitting here trying to balance this life of crime that he's into and then balance the love he has for angela that's really what the whole 
first power was about you know these two were connected and she's the one that even arrested him at one point and it was just their relationship nothing good came of it and i just feel that if ghost was a real person that this would have never happened but it did happen because the show needed something to actually you know for us to watch and i think up until that point that she comes back into the life in the first episode you know, he's done everything right. He's on point. He's got his life planned out. He's strategic. He doesn't do things just half cocked. You know, he's always has a plan. He's a, you know, psychopathic killer when he needs to be. But for the most part, he's able to keep that public eye on him looking good um, initially for the most part. But he's an interesting character, you know, and you really see that a woman just really took him down. I mean, it was just really that whole Angela thing that just really caused him to make a lot of mistakes and, you know, turn on a lot of people in his life. And he did fall um, victim to that whole final season type thing when he was going, you know, nobody can stop me and this and that. I don't know. That was just out of character, but they do that a lot. They did that on the Sopranos with Tony Soprano when he started to become a um, gambler, um, like a degenerate gambler, as they call it. And um, just being a total jerk. They did a lot of things on the end of that show. And they did the same thing with um, Ghost in this show, this whole nobody can stop me BS. It was, it was just stupid. And he knew it was stupid. And, <laughs> I don't know. They, it was time for Power to basically go at that point. They didn't really have anything left for him. Number three. Next up, we have Ghost's partner in crime, Tommy. And the thing about Tommy, him and Ghost are like two completely different types of people. You know, like Ghost is the, the face. He, he, he can do the public thing. He can do the interviews, the, you know, politics and all that type of stuff. Tommy can't. Tommy is a straight thug, street psychopath, kill you for no apparent reason, and enjoy it type of person. And the reason why he's ranked higher than Ghost on this list is because he does have a complex type of personality. Like, he shows loyalty when he needs to, but Tommy enjoys being a gangster. It's like he enjoys killing people. He, he just... He doesn't care, and that's what makes him a psychopath, whereas Ghost is more reserved. Yes, he kills when he has to, but, you know, he's not as, I don't think he enjoys it as much as Tommy does. And plus, Tommy is, you know, he has some of that uh, comedic effect on the show as well. He does a lot of things that's just hilariously funny, and it's all good, <laughs> you know, and so he has a little more oomph for that. But one thing Tommy does do is he has a bad relationship with women. You know, Holly, she ends up dead. Um, Keisha, she ends up dead. Uh, Liliana was business partner. She ends up dead. So Tommy and women are just not really working out. Um, you know, and then the new uh, power came on. The Tommy power just started last Friday. He's already uh, flirting with one of the Connects uh, sisters. So... We all know what's going to happen with that. He's, I think she, not he's, but she's going to end up dead. But Tommy basically is alive a lot of times for plot armor. You know, he gets away with a lot of stuff. There is no way that Tommy can go to Chicago as a white dude, as any dude, really, and take over the entire city. It's just... It's just not there. And make no mistake, he hasn't taken over the entire city yet. But he's gotten far enough in less than, I don't know how long the 
you know, the first season was as far as time uh, was concerned. But let's just say a month or two. And he's done all that type of stuff. It's just plot armor that he has that keeps him alive. And when he finally dies, I want to see who it is that actually takes him out if he dies. You know, you never know. He might just ride off into the sunset. He was supposed to be in California, I thought initially, but they moved it to Chicago. But, you know, he really does have emotions that he just doesn't think on it. And it makes for an intriguing character. You know, with Holly and everything that goes on, that went on with that, and then his connection with Ghost and Tasha and the loyalty he felt with that, and then of course, you know, with Keisha, and he's a he's a vengeful person. You know, he really went after Tasha for Keisha's death, and um, now he's gonna go after whoever killed Liliana, which we all know was the uh, girl from Banshee. Can't think of her name right now, and so we'll see how that works out, especially now that the leak for the drug has gone out at least they said it was i thought that she reacted real crazily by killing the woman the chemist but you know it is what it is but again you know this season is just starting so we're gonna take a look at it and see where it goes from there but tommy definitely deserves to be on this list because he's just an entertaining character from beginning to end number two next up we have killer canaan <laughs> and now you know, the original power, Kanan was an interesting character. He was locked in jail. Basically, he was sent there by Tasha and uh, Ghost, or probably just mainly Ghost in that case. And, you know, he gets out of jail. He wants what's his. He wants vengeance. You know, he's a character that took Ta uh, Tariq under his wing and started his transformation to the game and ends up dying by a shootout with the police. So... That alone wouldn't have made it on this list. I mean, yes, he was a good character. 50 did what he could with the character. But what made it a great character was, of course, the Kanan show. Because now you're seeing him before he's this psychopath. You know, he's basically going to school. Now, unlike Tariq, which I hated, hated, hated with Tariq, is the transformation for Tyreek. Now, Tyreek had no idea what his parents were doing throughout his entire life, and all of a sudden, he wants to be a gangster and do all the drug game and all that type of stuff, which I just thought was stupid. I thought it was lazy writing. Now, with Kanan, it works because Kanan knew what his family was doing. He knew what his mother was into. He knew what his father had did. He knew what his uncles was into. So it made for a more compelling reason for him to want to join the game. And so really seeing him as an innocent kid and, you know, he's starting to kind of emerge to do some of the different drug dealings and all that type of stuff. Now, keep in mind, the young kid hustles that they were doing, you know, selling the drugs, selling the tapes and um, all that other stuff that they were doing. You know, that's just a typical young hustle. But to really get involved into his mom's practices you know, this is basically what made me enjoy this character even more. And the actor basically did a great job because he really uses a lot of 50s mannerisms to, you know, kind of sell it. At first, I was kind of like just his look alone. I was like, yeah, he doesn't look too fierce, but he's acting as a young kid. You got to remember, this is before 
50 became a psychopath. And this is something that they did right. So the Sopranos, I know I keep bringing it back to that. They tried with the Many Saints of Newark to kind of give us a insight on Tony Soprano. Well, really, it wasn't about Tony. He was just going to be kind of in there. And a lot of people, I guess, got pissed off because there wasn't more Tony in there. But this is what the people expected. They expected to see what brought Tony Soprano into the mob boss that we've known from the show. And... This is what we're getting with the Canaan show so far is we're trying to see his ascension to that. You know, there's a lot of things that's going to go on. And I really want to know what drove him to that psychopathic point. Because remember, he's the one that taught um, Ghost and Tommy and Tasha the game. And so we haven't gotten to that point yet because he hasn't risen that highly yet but i don't know how long or if we're ever going to see it like is this going to be something that happens in the final season where he you know some whatever happens to his mother happens and then he kind of meets a young ghost a young tommy a young tasha and teaches them the game you know we may not see it obviously play out on the screen but at least we'll see him getting there at least i hope to i hope so because you never know with these shows a lot of times they'll cancel shows real quick for no apparent reason and i really do want to see him transform to that canaan that we've come to know and love on the show but yeah between both shows the canaan show and the original power he is definitely one of the best characters on screen number one all right, so before we get to the top one, I wanted to give some uh, special shout-outs to people who just missed the list. Um, Monet. I love Monet. I think Mary J. Blige is doing a great job with the character. I know a lot of people complain about it, but that's, that's Mary. You know, that was my crush growing up was Mary J. Blige and Monet. And she's done such a great job with the character that every time I listen to her music now, I kind of look at it like, uh, you know, because I can't really picture Monet singing these songs or you know stuff like that especially that Christmas album I'm like this is Monet you know I think the only thing I don't like about her character is the fact that that she uses that corny I said what I said line it's stupid they need to stop with that is just corny at this point um, another shout out over to Sax. now Sax is the only law enforcement person that I like he's the one that knows that in order to catch these people, they're going to have to go a little bit out of the law. And it's, I find it funny when we're watching shows about criminals that we're always rooting against the law enforcement. I mean, Sachs was doing his job. You know, even Angela Valdez, she was doing her job. But for some reason, we're always rooting against them for doing their job. But I think Sachs is the only one who has the balls to really do what needs to be done to catch these folks and he came to an end um the previous season on the uh Tariq show but you know it is what it is and he was still one of the best law enforcement people on the show he's very entertaining as well but anyways those are my shout outs for people who just missed the list though number one on my list is rock and let me tell you something about patina miller okay she is a hell of an actress. She is the best part of power. She's the reason why I want to watch the show, you know, the Raising Canaan show. And this is a side story, but real talk. Um, I was at a book event where I was selling my books and I sold one of my books to a preacher. 
who basically was dressed like Rock. I mean, she had the the leather pants on, the boots, you know, had the flowing hair. She was sexy. I'm like, bruh, like, when did they start having preachers in church like this? I'm like, well, I would actually probably go to church if they had <laughs> preachers looking like Rock. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's just, I just wanted to share that. But anyways, the reason she's on this list is because she's the reason that Canaan is who he is. And to really see the game that she's in, um, when I first started writing, my first character that I created was a character called Cherie. She was a female gangster as well. And I see a lot of similarities between Rock and this one, um, you know, my character. And so maybe that's why I like Raquel so much, because she is just... You know, she's sinister, she's smart, you know, she's in a game that's dominated by men, but she's holding her own. Not only is she holding her own, she's doing very well. She's taking out some of the people like Unique, you know, they have their little beefs. She's running her brothers Lou and Marvin. Um, you know, she's basically up on the game. She's basically taking care of things and she doesn't slip up. Her only, only fault and this is most people, I guess, when they get in this position, is her greed. You know, she would have kept this stuff on her side of the block after she took over Unique. She would have been fine. She wanted to move it to Jersey. Now she stepped on the heels of the Italians. And that's where the whole war is breaking out on. And I like the reason why I like Raising Canaan so much more, because I think out of all the shows, it's the most realistic, you know. She sends her brothers out there to do a hit on the Italians and they do the typical drive-by that the gangsters are known for. But the mob, basically, they made a plan and they went for the, you know, to cut the head of the snake off. They had people set up to knock out the entire operation. It was one of the greatest scenes. Um, the, uh, what's that song? Oh, what a night was playing. And, um, you know, the boy Rudy, I call him Rudy because that's what he, he was on the deuce. He was actually a, a Jackie April in The Sopranos too, but I forget his name in this show. But yeah, he's dancing, he's having a good time while they're basically making their attack. And I thought it was more realistic than any of the other power shows. But what makes Raquel so great is she demands that respect from everybody she's around, even when she was dealing with Unique before, you know, they had their falling out in their little quick war. She had his respect. Rock is nobody to play with, you know what I'm saying? She is just straight up on it you know and she's not even letting the dude that she's messing around with kind of sway her you know yeah she likes old boy but when it comes to the business and her son and all that type of stuff everything goes first she's willing to walk away from a good dude just because hey this is who i am and i enjoy that character and here's my thing i don't know what's gonna happen to her i mean i don't know if kanan did a joffrey in the original power and said what happened to his mother and i missed it but what I would have loved to have seen, and they're not going to do this now, but I would have liked to see Rock go to jail. And then she comes out in the new power, the Tariq power, looking for the person who got her son killed. She knows the police, but she's hearing rumors about, you know, Tariq and this and that. And this will be somebody else. Now, she'll be a lot older then, but... As we've seen, you know, there's a lot of older folks who can still cause some hell. She may not have the connections and all that. You know, they're not really sure what happened to her uncles or her brothers, rather. And I would really like to see 
them do that. That would be a way to connect the Canaan shows to all the other ones. And it would be nice, but I know they didn't think this far ahead when they were filming this. So my guess is Rap, she basically, she ends up dying. And I think that's what's going to set Canaan off and him becoming who he is um, at the end when they finally end the show. But it would be nice if she's sent to jail for a long period of time. Kanan takes over, starts doing his thing. Him and his mama have fallen out. But she gets released from prison, and she's on a warpath looking for whoever had anything to do with her son's death because we know that she is definitely not playing when it comes to Kanan. And so that, I think, would have been a great storyline. Now, whether they do it or not, I seriously doubt it because it seems like Tariq is on the run. He's going to have his hands full with the, uh, I think the chick's name, Nola or whatever. Um, she's going to have her his hands full with that, so they may not have time for this story, but it would be an awesome storyline if they actually did it that way. But yes, she's a great character. I love her tenacity. I love how she keeps things in check. I love how she basically, you know, goes off on Lou, you know, basically letting them know that without her, you're nothing. And, you know, she really controls the game and she is very good. And the reason she has to be like that is because she's a woman, which is why my character Sharice was the way that she was. Because in the game, you can't have these flaws like dudes have and survive and get to where she got to. And that's why I like the character. I think she's a fun character. I'm actually looking forward to when this show comes back on. I think it's at the end of the year. But she's definitely my favorite power character of all time so far you know she still has they still have time to screw up her character too but as of right now she's my favorite character so what's up did any of your characters make the list is there somebody that you think i missed as always let me know in the comments below and if you want to check out any of my work including that uh work with uh, my character Sharice, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. I hope and pray that this next season of Tommy Power is good because I didn't care for the first season at all. So, so far, one episode in, it looks like it's doing okay. So, we'll see where it goes. But it's your boy Enigma signing off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have been come apart.